Good morning, LCM. Good morning. Today is September 20th, and we are some kind of excited today. I told Pastor Wade, I'm like, can we just go home? Because the Lord already preached the message. So like, he's already gave us, given us direction. He's already said what he wants to talk about. So this is about to be commentary. We have confidence in knowing that God is investing something in LCM, in the families, in this body today, aimed at a specific purpose. And our pastors are making sure that he gets his return on investment. <laughs> Thank you, pastors. Speaking of our pastors, we had a fantastic word last Sunday, right? Yeah. Do you guys remember the title of that sermon? Yeah. Let's throw up this slide. The title was called Unanswered Questions, where we learned about what will God inherit, a people supernaturally transformed into his ruling agency on earth. How would God himself get there? He goes to war because he is a warrior God with the celestial powers to liberate a people that will become his ruling agency on earth. What are we to inherit? We learned that it was God getting an inheritance. He's going to fight for that inheritance. And then we get to inherit something. We inherit the earth that has become the kingdom of God or heaven on earth. And lastly, we learn how do we hope to get there? Being empowered by his very Ruhak HaKodesh, directed by his very word, we aim our fight at the inheritance as God has defined it. Monday night. Y'all know Monday nights are something special. Monday night, we talked about being oaks of righteousness, never bending, never yielding, or swaying like a reed. Not a sea of reeds, but a mighty oak. Planted by the living waters. Having a motivation that is driven by a love for the Lord. Not a need for correction or direction. But a love for the Lord that drives you to please him. Was that not a a fire putting your soul on Monday night? I know it was for me. It's incredible when we talk about Monday night. We it's it's foundational, right? Foundation to our life, foundational to the teaching of this church. In light of Monday night, we went on to Wednesday night. A word brought by our very own Nick Arragina, entitled Travailing Pursuit. We learn in this message from our brother that we must remember. We have to put our hope in Jesus and are we faithfully following him? See, the Lord is so good in our midst. Before this message ever got started, in worship, he's already speaking to us. We learned that not only is today the 20th of September, right? That's the Pashat. That is playing. We also learned that it's Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. And that's what we desire to do today. We desire to sound a trumpet. We desire to sound a trumpet that is a call to unity. Are you guys with us this morning? Are we going to sound a trumpet this morning? We're going to get in line with what God is doing. Man, we're going to get in line with what God is doing, and it's time to raise a battle cry, LCM. Every man, every woman, every child. We're going to throw up Joshua 6.20 in light of this. And Joshua 6.20 says, When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the walls collapsed. Every man charged straight in, and they took the city. The Lord is bringing us together in unity because there is victory in store. Say that with me, LCM. There is victory in store. For every man, for every woman, for every child, for our body, there is victory in store. There is victory ahead. And that victory, LCM, it is achieved in our unity. Psalm 133.1 says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. 
See, the, the Darren Molas and the, and the Lindens are figuring that out right now. We, we did a little something the Lord is helping us. kind of brought that together. But it also says in Psalm 133 that there the Lord places his blessing. The Lord's blessing is placed where brothers are dwelling together in unity. You guys got your Bibles? Come on. We have the very word of God in our Come laps. On. Open up your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 32. Whoa, that was fast, Patrick. Say there when you were there. In Jeremiah chapter 32, scroll down with your finger on verse 39. It says this. I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me for their own good and the good of their children after them. Come on, LCM. Let's, let's interact. Let's engage with this verse. God is speaking here. We can all relate to this. Linton, can we relate to this? We can relate to this. Can we relate to singleness of heart, singleness of action? Uh-huh. Come on, guys. Talk to us this morning. How do you feel? L- let me talk to the married couple since we're married. Husbands and wives, right? How do you feel, wives, when your husband says, hey, baby, I got a gift for you. I got some, something nice for you. You don't, you don't have... The, all the details of this gift, but you know that I have something for you. Ladies, how do you feel? Come on, y'all better talk. Woo! I got a woo from Christy. <laughs> you feel good. You, you, you know that you're, you're cherished, you're exclusive. Your husband has something for you. Yeah. I want you guys to hold on to that feeling. As much as you will feel great when you, your loved one has something for you, a gift... How much more in light of the Lord? How much more when God says, I will give them something. I will give them a singleness of heart. I will give them a singleness of action. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. So, you know, this is a gift that is not tarnished. This is, not, this is a gift that won't rust. This is a gift that is everlasting. And if God has given it to us, LCM, our role, what we must do with it is cherish it. Yeah. We have to treat it as important yeah. because God treats it as important. Dads, when you buy your kids that first vehicle, you've given them something. You, you've gifted them with something. You may even choose to put it in their name, but they're responsible for taking care of it. Yeah. They're responsible for, for developing it, making sure the oil is changed. God has given us something that we have to grow in, that we are responsible to, to cultivate. And that is what he's, he's gifting us with, and we got to treasure it. And what he's given us is not trivial nah. at all. <laughs> it's not trivial, in. right, Nick Adergina? Yeah. We have to travail in it because it is precious to God, and it is precious to us. Now, as incredible as Jeremiah 32, 39 is, God desired to give his people something, a singleness of heart, a singleness of action. There's a slide that we want to put up to further expound on this Come to on. show you just how incredible and special this verse is. Somebody say it's about to get good. And I will give them one heart, a hide leap, and one way, a hide direct, that they may fear me forever for the good of them and for their children after them. The Lord has given us one way. He's given us one heart, unified and based on his standard, and a reverence for his name. Is that not what God has been doing like the last two months, two, three months? Yeah. The Lord, the Lord is, is packaging something for us in a way that we can receive it and do something with it. By the way, the title of the sermon, One Heart, One Way. 
Say this with me. One heart. One, heart. One, way. One way. Not many ways. Not many hearts. The heart of God. Our heart is wicked and deceitful. That's one camp. <laughs> Singleness of heart and action equals one heart, one way. Why is this God's desire? Why, why, did, why is he trying to give this to us? Let's turn to Deuteronomy 6, 4. I, I, don't, don't turn it. I'll, I'll, I'll quote it for you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Amen. All your heart, all your soul, yeah. all your strength. This is what God is doing in his body. Yeah. And as we uh, got before the face of the Lord to pray and just see what he wanted to do. Not what, Lord, what do you, what do you want, to, want to preach, Lord? What do you want to do in the body? He started to exalt the fact that he is Ehad. That he holds all things together by the power of his mighty word. That he is a God who is all together, not separate, not uh, of two opinions about one matter. He is all together. So we know as we walk through the tabernacle, when God highlights something in his character, that's because he wants to bring that to us. That Ehad, throw that slide up. Strong's 259, Ehad. Not Ohad, we love you Ohad, but it's not Ohad, it's Ehad. (laughs) This denotes... Uh, has the, the idea of unity, of integrity, uh, as it designates justice one for all. It expresses agreement or unity among persons. How about that? And a physical unity. So not just an idea of unity like, hey, brother, I'm with you. Hey, pastor, I'm with you. But you are standing in the place that God has told you to stand with the people that God has told you to stand with. He may even cause you to live with the people that he's, ta- he's called you to stand with. The Lord is doing something special. I love this. The Lord is one. Ichad. A physical unity. Expressed in agreement and unity amongst persons. Proximity. Not only in our words. Not only in our speech. But in our action as well. Do you guys want to see this further expounded upon? This one heart and this one way. Yes. Let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 1 and dive right into this. Say one heart, one way. We get to Ezekiel chapter 1. One Pick it up in verse 10. It says this. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a man. And on the right side, each had the face of a lion. And on the left, the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. Their wings were spread up upwards. Each had two wings. One touching the wing of another creature, one on either side, and two wings covering its body. Each one went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go without turning as they went. The appearance of the living creatures were like burning coals of fire or like torches. Fire moved back and forth among the creatures. It was bright and lightning flashed out of it. This is incredible. I think Gabriel Stevens prophesied this and gave us a perfect interpretation that the Lord has called us to move in one direction. LCM, just like in 1 Corinthians 12, we are many parts, but we're one body. We have many faces, many nations in this house, but we move and function in one direction, led by the Spirit of God. And it's always forward. And it's always forward. No matter what direction we're moving, because we are unified, because we have one heart, we have one way, we're moving in the same direction. What I love about this passage as well, is this living creatures, this four living creatures, it says in verse 13, 
that fire moved Come on. B- back and forth between them, right? Fire. That fire that originates from God is amongst the four living creatures. What about us in our midst? What does it look like when we have fire for God? We have fire for his character, zeal for his name, to do his very will. When we have fire that is stoked for love of the Lord, a burning passion for him, that fire that is being passed back and forth as we engage with each other. We're one, we're one camp, not two. We have one heart. We have one way. And we can see this in our families. We're literally preaching about our own lives. Yeah. That as the Lord has stoked fire in us, fire in me, fire in Linton, it is passing back and Come forth. On. And that iron sharpening iron is causing on. us to move, to be hot in one direction. Yeah. LCM, man, think about our lives here yeah. in this body. Encouragement from our shepherds who have that Jehu-like zeal. Come when on. they have that fire and they bring you a right word, doesn't it cause a fire inside of you? Yeah. Husband, doesn't it cause a fire inside of you that you desire to pass to your wives? Yes. That you desire to pass to your children? Yes. Nolan. Nolan Hewitt is a man who has a fiery love Come on. for the Lord. Come on. Carlos Yehovah <laughs> has a fiery love for our king. Yeah. And that fire that we see amongst each other is, is meant to cause us to move, meant to go back and forth between each other. As a result of this fire being passing back and forth, None of us remain stagnant, just like Amen. we see the four living creatures, but always moving forward. It's like Jeremiah 29 says, but if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, his fire is in my heart. Come on. His, his word is in my heart like fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Come on. When you have a zeal, a fire from God, it pours out of you. It permeates your atmosphere and it moves in the midst of the body. Come on. We, we have up one heart and one way. Amen. That is so good. Ruth 1, 16. As you turn there, that fire that comes from a love for Jesus that drives you to, to enter, engage with the people around you is so important. Monday night, Monday nights are so foundational. Yes. And God was, was hitting at some on Monday night that will affect every relationship we have in this body. Yeah. We need a fiery love for Jesus in our prayer closets, yeah. in, our, in, our, in our time in the tabernacle that, that goes out with us. When we go out, it goes out. Ruth 1, 16, are you there? Come on. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates me and you. Church, the heart of Ruth right here. She makes a bold declaration. I mean, she, she is saying, I'm going to die where you die. I don't care if I'm from Moab. I'm going to join myself to the people of God. And what we saw in this, as she made this bold declaration, there was no double-mindedness interactions. What she, said we sh- she, what she said she would do, she actually did it. There was no separation in her words and what she did by her actions. And you see that because... Naomi couldn't even dissuade her against it. I mean, how did, how did Naomi know that Ruth was not going to turn back? 
She must have saw it. Yeah. I'm sure she talked to her, but when she realized, when she realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. That is the same kind of tenacity and character that I want in my life, that we are learning to, to cultivate and that this church is built on. That when the Lord says something, we do it. We don't just talk about it. We don't talk about it in, in nice words. We actually do it. We have to. This body. When the Lord gives you a word through your pastor. When the Lord gives you a word through your brother. And you say, yes, amen, that's it. That's a good word. And don't turn and actually find out what God wants you to actually do. We are missing something. We are missing something. The Lord doesn't want that for us. Amos 3.3 says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. Our words, the declarations of our heart, they got to show up in our actions. And None of you, especially not, not me, I've never uh, both declared something by my words, that yes, this is right, and then took a, a few months to actually find out what we should do with it. Yeah, that's, that's never happened. That is completely no. a hypothetical situation. Never, ever, ever has it happened where God gave you three confirming prophecies in one night that you're supposed to live together in, five in unity, and you were like, yes, Lord, that is the right word, that is the right direction. Let's just wait about six months to do it. Yeah, pay for a couple leases. But that's all right. <laughs> because the Lord has given us one heart. He's given us a singleness of action and direction. Psalm 19:14 says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my, my redeemer. Our declarations are matching our actions. One heart. One way. One heart, one way. We're going to say that over and over and over and over. Like yeah. it says in Ecclesiastes 12, until we embed this into your heart, we have to understand that this is God's direction for this body. Yeah. One heart, one way. Turn with us to Zephaniah chapter 3. And when you get there, say one heart, one way. Yeah. You know what we keep saying to pastor? Because we want to see it show up in our lives. We, we, we want to, I want to live this way. I want to live in any high fashion. And let me tell you something. God is doing it today. He's doing something today in us. As you're there in Zephaniah 3, pick up in verse 7, it says this. I said to the city, surely you will fear me and accept correction. Then her dwelling would not be cut off, nor all my punishments come upon her. But they were still eager to act corruptly in all they did. Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day I will stand up to testify. Woo! I have decided to assemble the nations, to gather the kingdoms, and to pour out my wrath on them, all my fierce anger. The whole world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. Verse 9. Then will I purify the lips of the peoples oh, come on. that all of them may call on the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. Church, what we learn in the background of this verse, in light of what we're hearing, the Lord brought serious consequences on Israel because of their idolatry and turning away from his laws. And even in that, 
Yet we see that the purpose of God and of the, that refinement is to bring his people so they'll be ready for his work. Yes. So they got themselves in trouble with their idolatry. They got themselves in trouble by turning away from his laws. And even in that, we see God's character because he himself, he himself is one heart in one way. He is causing his people to have refinement even in their discipline. Because God disciplines those he loves. Yeah. The action that we can see in Zephaniah 3 is when the Lord is faithful, whether he shows you that in your revelation, your prayer closet, or in most cases of my life, he does it through the pastors. When the Lord is faithful Amen. to show you something that he wants to deal with you in your heart. Say my heart. My heart. Through our pastors, through Monday night, through fellowship in between Wednesday night, teaching, in your personal time, we must, say must, have an urgency, a speedy response to demonstrate faith-filled actions. It's almost, it's almost like the Lord has been showing us how to, how to spude, how to, how to move with the speed, a speed to repent and showing us the right way to do it. The Lord is getting us ready for something. He's been doing this months ahead of time. So let's not, like we did before, say like the Lord is speaking something to us. Yes, it's good. And then wait a few months to actually figure out what it means in our lives. We're going to get it right now. <laughs> Lord, give us the grace to do it right now. What we see also here in Zephaniah 3 is through humbling yourself under God's mighty hand, that humility brings about a speedy response, which brings about having a one heart and one way. When you respond rightly to God's correction, to God's rebuke, his Ruhak, his very spirit rushes in and purifies you. You are set apart and made holy for his work. LCM, do you want to be made holy for God's work? Yes. This is our destiny to be one heart and one way. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do. Practical. When a brother brings a word, when a, when a pastor brings a word and shows you something that you did not see, that you did not know was off, but it's clearly off demonstrated in the word, we're going to start by saying thank you. Look, thank you for this word. You know why? Because I don't actually want to live a separate life from the standard of God. I actually want to measure up to it. So thank you for, for showing me this. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. What you've done, your fire has now stoked my fire. And now my fiery love for Jesus is going to continue to show me where I'm going off. That is what God is doing in this place. Turn to John 17. One heart, one way when you get there. My prayer is not for them alone. We all know this is Jesus giving his, his, his final address to his disciples. And he is, he is engaging in communication with his father in front of his disciples. And this is what he's saying. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one. Father, as you, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me and they, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. All kind of unity tied up in this. May, may they be brought to complete unity. Not a, 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 a unity that measures up uh, according to all the churches around us. Like, oh, according to all the churches around us, we, we, we unify. We're doing pretty good. That's not what Jesus said. 
We may be fine with that, but it's not what he said. And we're being unified to one standard. Did you catch that? He said, Lord, not just unifying them, but unifying them to you. The one standard of God, his character, who he is, his name, his body of work. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know. Church, we're supposed to let the world know something by how we live, by how we engage with the standard of God amongst our brothers. We're supposed to speak a message. It's almost like he's he's uh, blowing a trumpet through his people. Let the world know that you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. So when Jesus is praying this, I don't think when he's praying this, he's meaning that, Lord, I pray that you give them perfect unity until they have a disagreement and then let's split the camp. I don't think that's what he's getting at. I think that's kind of uh, uh, anti-unity. We have one standard, one word, one count, Pastor Wade. What I love about this verse, before my brother continues, is let's just, let's just really engage with this. When you need to hear from the Lord about fill-in-the-blank statement, right? You need, you, need some, you need to hear from the Lord, and you hear that Elder Charlie is praying for you. He's going to stand shoulder to shoulder. He is, he is one heart and his one way with you in prayer. How do you feel? Confident. Awesome. Because Elder Charlie is a righteous man. Yes. Now, think about this. If that's how we would feel if he was praying for us, in John 17, we get insight to Jesus' prayer, and he is praying for the whole body of Christ. How much more should we take his prayer seriously? He's not praying for great anointing. No. He's not praying for greater discernment. He's not praying. He's praying for unity. Yes. That Father, as you and I are one, let them be one just as you and I are one. How incredible, extraordinary. This is a serious subject. Yeah. He's praying for unity. Yeah. So when it comes to how we hear from God, how we make decisions, what we're learning is that decisions for families Decisions for God's direction, decisions for a word of encouragement is not to be made in some corner by yourself. It's not to be made uh, as an island alone to yourself. What we're learning is that, no, we actually, uh, not just it's good to have our brothers uh, uh, hear from God with us in force. We're learning that we actually need our brothers. We actually need to do this together. And that is where God places his blessing. Now, uh, if Pastor Eric was here, he'd give a, a, a reference about an acorn finding something every once in a while. I mean, a squirrel finding something every once in a while. But we may get it right every once in a while. But that should be the exception, not the rule. We may get it right as we're, you know, as we're trying to follow the Lord and trying to hear things and, we, and nobody's involved. We may get it right every once in a while. That, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But some, the word says he places his blessing where there is unity. So as we, as fire is going back in before the, in between us, as we're stoking our fires uh, for Jesus and we're engaging one, with one another, that should cause a greater unity and a greater declaration of what God's will is. Where, where uh, the core is it? That's Matthew 18. Where two agree, there the, the Lord's judgment has been pronounced. That's what Jesus wants right here. It begs the question. We know that Jesus wants unity. We know that the the world must see that unity in us to testify to the goodness of God. How is unity seen? Like, is it a sign? Like, you know, when we make a decision, do we send a text like, all right, unified? No. (laughs) 
Unity is seen tangibly by, by the way you live. Unity is seen tangibly by where you stand. If I say that I am under the banner of LCM and I am under the banner of the direction that God has brought this church into. Like Jacob would have been under the banner and direction that God gave his father. If I say that, but my life doesn't actually line up with the banner and direction of the church, is that really unity? We may have some some mishaps in Amos 3.3 where we're saying unified, but it's not unified. That's not what, what, what the Lord is, is hitting at right here. Our unity shows up tangibly by where we are, by who we stand with, by the things that we do. I'm called to be discipled under these men. So my life begins to look like these men. And when my life doesn't, I repent. I change it. I actually, I make a tangible move and I change what needs to, what needs to be fixed. We're figuring it out. How do you know you're hitting the mark? Actually, the question. Uh, Ecclesiastes says, you know, where there are, are, are two, where there are two, one, they, they can be kept warm. But you cannot know if there's nobody there with you to test what you say God is saying. In Ruth, we see having a singleness of heart and action leads to a redeemed family. It, with her and Boaz, which gives us the Jewish Messiah and the nation of priests. One life, one family, one nation, one heart, and one way. I love this so much. We, we alluded to this one heart, one way. And I'm starting to get really fond of this particular character in the Bible. You guys turn to Second Kings chapter 10. And when you get there, say one heart, one way. As you arrive in 2 Kings 10, pick up in verse 15. It says, after he left there, he came upon Jehonadab, son of Rechab, who was on his way to meet him. Jehu greeted him and said, are you in accord with me as I am with you? Now, I love this 1984 NIV translation, but there's a translation that I'm really fond of in this moment. It's from the New King James Version. Oh, brethren. Check out this slide. Brethren. Now when he had departed from there, he met Jehonadab, son of Rechab, coming to meet him, and he greeted him and said to him, Is your heart right as my heart is towards your heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. Jehu said, if it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand and he took him up to, to him into his chariot. Then he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they, so he, they had him ride in his chariot. Come on. In Church. 84, it says a chord. Here clearly we see that Jehu is talking about his heart. Is your heart right as my heart is towards you? Jehu had a fiery zeal for the Lord. He had a heart towards God. That showed up in his heart towards his brother, Jehonadab. Yeah. When we have a heart towards our king, a heart to do his will, a heart to be in, in line with his direction, it causes us to, to want to bring our brothers and sisters along. And we see Joab doing this. We Come see on. Jehu doing this. A man with a singleness of heart is always gaining momentum. We can honestly read in 2 Kings 10 and realize that nobody, absolutely nobody was getting in Jehu's way. He heard from the God and he was on a path forward. And yet with that, he desired to bring brothers along with him. Let's talk about that path. 
You see that we have highlighted on the screen, right? In the Hebrew. Put that next slide. This is Strong's 3477. Not that one. Take that off the screen. Next. Okay, go ahead. The right, what you see here is right, is just sorry. It's an adjective meaning straight, just, right. The word can refer to something physical such as a path. So are you saying that Jehu is on, is on a fiery path? He, is, he has fire going back and forth between his brother and he comes to him on the road and he asks him, are you right? Is your way right? Or are you headed in the direction that God is going? See, Jehu was getting ready to, to, to set a whole nation on the right path. And he starts with his brother saying, hey, is your direction straight? Or are you traveling in the one heart, the one way that I'm traveling? Because if you are, if you are, come and join me. Where you see with here or toward, even better. That's Strong's 5973. It's a preposition meaning with, for, towards. So we see here that Jehu has a direction from God. He has a fiery love for God that's, that's moving him. He, he has a, a, a unity that's growing and he's, he's drawing men to himself. And we see here he has a genuine concern for his brother. He has a heart towards his brother. What that looks like in our midst is when brothers bring us a word or brothers ask you, hey, how you doing? Where are you at with this one thing that you said God said? Because we are heading in one direction, in one way, and we got to get on track. We got to get on the same page because God wants us to get there together. He wants momentum. So what that looks like in our lives, when we have brothers who are bringing the one heart, the one way direction into us, we're going to say, hey, I'm getting in line. I'm getting behind you. Let's go and do what God said to do. That is what he is doing in this body. I love Jehonadab's response. It is. And then his actions heart, right? follow. Yeah. Man, when we say, yes, I'm one heart, I'm one way. Yes, this is God's direction. Man, our actions must follow. And we see this with Jehonadab. See, when you have that singleness of heart, that one heart, that one way, it creates a singular direction, and you and your brother tear down the gates of hell. Come on. See, Jehonadab stepped into the chariot, and he was had a singular mindset, a one heart, one way, in God's direction with his brother Jehu, and they went after it. Church, do you want to go after it this morning? Yes. See, we can relate to this yeah. in our lives. The Lord is bringing our family and has brought our families together. The Daramolas and the Linton household, we have one heart. We have one yep. way. And I can confidently stand on this stage and tell you guys, I've never felt more confident. <laughs> Come on. I seriously, I feel incredible because I have a brother. We're, we're walking in agreement. He can hear from the Lord. And that fire being passed back and forth. I am so thankful to have a brother Come like on. Justin Linton and us working together in the singular direction that God has for us. And church, we have this here in this church. It is special what we have here. God is speaking to us this morning. Yeah. And I, I want to remind us something. We're going to travel back real quick. John 17. That one heart, one way. For Ruth, it was a relationship between her and Naomi. That was one person. But we see here in John 17 is that this is not for some special group set apart. This is not for some special part of the church. This is for everybody in the church. Yeah. Every part in the church. 
Our brother mentioned First uh, Corinthians 12 earlier that if, if, if a body is missing its part, the body feels it. it you, you may not see it, but, but a brother may be walking a little differently if, if he's missing cartilage. Then that's, 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 again, hypothetical, Pastor, Pastor Matt. No, no, not, nobody else. This unity that we're talking about, we're talking about the scripture. We're not talking about a man's opinion. We're talking about the word of God. And the word of God demands that we live in unity. We move in unity. We grow in unity. So if we find ourselves outside of the camp, separate from, from what God is doing, what's the response that needs to take place? Well, we know we don't need to wait a few months because that gets you in trouble. The response is that, Lord, we see, Lord, where's your standard lie? Not where do I feel, not where do my emotions lie. Where does your standard lie? Lord, I'm going to go off in that direction and take a step of faith like Ruth did. This is for the body as a whole. Church, we said when we started off, passed away, started us off. Today is Yom Teruah. It's the culmination of Yom Teruah. It's where God commanded the Israelites to blow the trumpet, to make a shout, to make a sound in in the house of God. He's making a shout through our lives. As we grow in this unity, it's like the momentum of Jehu is picking up speed in us. And we're seeing the fruit in our families. We're seeing the fruit in our interactions with, with our co-workers, with everybody. Church, we got one heart and we got one way. And the quickest path there is forward. Not back, not, not recounting the mistakes we've made in the past. Not, not traveling back to, oh, well, you know, I've always done it this way. Like, like a Mo, I'm a Moabitess, so we do it this way. No. I am becoming Ehad with the word of God. I'm becoming Ehad with the people of God. And I am heading into the direction that he is calling me to. Romans 15, 5. Hey, one heart, one way. Come on, let me hear it. <laughs> May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity amongst yourselves as you follow Jesus Christ. So that with one heart and one mouth, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He can't be glorified with just your mouth. He's glorified with the Ehad mouth of his people, with the Ehad lives of, of his people. Amen. See, I love Paul Rosales. Because that brother blows a trumpet. I mean, he, he blows the trumpet. But not just the shofar on a Sunday. He does it throughout the week. He does it with his fiery zeal, uh, discipling and pastoring his family. And, and, and fighting and clear holding and build, building for his brothers. That is how we grow in this unity that God is wanting from us. This is Paul's encouragement to the Roman church. LCM, this is the encouragement of the Lord for this body, that he wants us to grow in a unity, in a a, a singular plurality, that he wants our lives to match our declarations. He wants our lives to match what his word is doing in us. And we're about to find out just how it's going to happen. But I want to encourage you. This is God speaking to his church saying, hey, you, I don't want separate standards in my house. I don't want divisions in my house. I don't want one standard of living down here and one standard of living down there. That's a caste system. There is one standard, one system, and I've called all of you to it. 
I love Romans 15. Yeah. The Lord's lampstand is in this church. That's why in Matthew 16, Jesus says the gates of hell would never overcome my church. The gates of hell cannot stop this church because we're on the offensive. Come on. We're one heart. We're one way. We have a singular direction. I want to do a brief recap as we're getting ready to land this plane. We learned earlier in Ezekiel 1 with the four living creatures that the fire passing back and forth and how that relates to us, that we need to have a fire for the Lord. We learned from Ruth and her tenacity that her faith and her deeds are in agreement. She said one thing with her mouth and she did the exact same thing with her foot. Yeah. In Zephaniah, we see that through humility, we can have a speedily response that is birthed from correction from God. That when we hear God speaking through us, through our shepherds, and we humble ourselves, it causes us to have a speedy, a speedy response that leads us in the one heart, one way direction. We learn in John 17 that Jesus' prayer is for his church, his people to have a tangible unity. And we learn from Jehu, who has a fiery zeal from God Almighty, that as he had a heart towards God, it caused him to have a heart towards his brother. Church, we know that we're responsible to make sure that we are in a chad, that we have a singleness of heart, a singleness of action, a one heart, a one way. And this is originally birthed from God himself. Come on. So let's put that last slide on the screen from Jeremiah 32. Earlier we read verses 39 alone, and we did this on purpose. It says, I will give them singleness of heart and action so that they will always fear me for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them, and I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing them good and assuredly and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and all my soul. We learned that God said, I am going to give you guys, I desire to give you, and I will do this, a singleness of heart, a singleness of action, a heart, a one heart, a one way. And look at what God says after that. I will make an Come everlasting on. covenant. I will never stop doing good to you. I will inspire you, and I will rejoice. We're getting ready to have going to worship again, and we're going to rejoice. And I want you guys to catch catch something with us. God himself is going to rejoice when we have a one heart and one way. God himself is going to make sure that we're moving in one direction because he cares. He's invested in this. Come on. Now, I know men like Carlos Ruedo, they want to catch the heart of the father. And they want to perpetrate the heart of the father. Perpetuate. (laughs) What God wants to do this morning, because again, None of the people that prophesied knew what we were preaching about. None of them. So take this as a gift. Like, from God to you. God is speaking to his body. He says, my church, my bride, I want you to be in complete unity with one another. I want you to be in complete unity with one another as you follow my standard. Unified to my standard. This is God's heart for his church. I mean, maybe if if before you came here, you, I mean, were desperate and crying out to the Lord uh, and you asking him to speak to you, that this would this would be more beautiful. But look at this. God says, I will give. 
Put yourself in the, in the, in the, 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 the place of desperation. Like you actually want to do this. Like, Lord, I actually want to, to be unified to your standard, unified to the word of God, unified in the body that you've placed me in. Put yourself in that place where you're like at the altar and you're crying out to God, to God, Lord, wash me in your labor. Lord, transform me. And then he speaks this to you. I will give them singleness of heart and action. I will make them an everlasting covenant. I will never stop doing good to them. I will inspire them to fear me. I will rejoice in doing them good. This next part is something I've never read in the Bible. I've read where God says that his soul hates something. Like, like, like he means it. He says, I will plant them in this land, in the promise, with all my heart. All my lead. All my soul. This is God's heart. He wants his body to be brought together in unity. Stand up, church. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God has appeared to all men to teach us to say no to ungodliness. What we're saying this morning that the grace of God has appeared to us to unify us. The grace of God has appeared to us to transform us. To be the one body with the one heart and the one way that he has destined for this church. So I want to encourage you as you come down to the altar. As you uh, make right what you need to make right. You need to recognize this. God is doing this. We had a part in it. We had to take care of what he gave us. We take care of the singleness of heart and of action. But he does these five things. No. That God is working to bring unity in our midst. And all we have to do is respond in faith. All we have to do is trust our Father. All we have to do is grow in our love and our fire for Jesus Christ. And he will bring this about. So we're going to do that now. And I promise you, the Lord is not lagging in transformation power. You can have exactly what you need today. Holy One, we thank you. Lord God, we praise you, Lord God, for your kihad, for your, your character, Lord, that is one. And we say, mighty God, Lord, make us one as you are one. Lord, unite us with our brothers. Unite us, Lord, under the standard that you have called us to. And Lord, we will, we will run in your direction. 